Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward, finding a mom-life balance. Welcome back to Torn, finding a mom-life balance. Today's episode, sweet friendship refreshes the soul. Seems I got to tell you, friendship is a real touchy topic for me. <laughs> yeah, it, it can be. I had just quoted to the team this week about like friendships, the ones that are there for like a season, a reason, or you know, just temporary and what you learn from them. But I agree they can be um, really beautiful and really heartbreaking or it can just be an outer pressure from the very start before you even meet anyone. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I The reason I say it's touchy is because honestly, Torn Tribe and full transparency, I am not the expert on friendships. So... I often feel like it's the area of my life where I'm most lacking or I've least experienced. And I'm not blaming anyone for that. I'm just saying I stink at being a friend. (laughs) Like, I just don't know how to do it right. So I'm hoping that through this discussion, one, I get enlightened from Mimi because I will tell you, Torn Tribe, I think my siblings do the friend thing really, really well. I will just say this. They were the kids that got invited to everything. And I was that annoying sibling that just got dragged along. And so <laughs> I've always been a loner. So I'm excited to hear meme side of the like friendship coin now that she's a mom and helping her daughter build friendships. So that'll be exciting to see and hear and about. It's, and it's interesting because I, my lens on friendship is informed by my own experience but a lot of other people's experiences and i would say that's something i discover is that i think you're a really good friend i think sometimes people have the internal dialogue that i tend to have which is always feeling like you're not meeting up your end of the friendship like you're constantly asking yourself are you as thoughtful i was just going through one of my drawers and saw a bag that i got it's a little clutch that I got as a going away from when I left a job. And I was like, when have I ever given such a thoughtful gift on someone's like bon voyage? <laughs> like, I, it literally crossed my mind. So I actually think that in how you do things so well and your like loyalty, I think people feel there's a high bar to being in your life. And that's my my take on you as an adult in friendship but it is really curious to think about how we encourage our kids or what we model for them about friendships yeah because I think I think you associate like me and Dave in a lot of a younger stage that I think I still was feeling like a, a need to be accepted and so a bit of the like spreading myself or being open to things or maybe the relationships came out of a me not really standing my ground about who I am, which I have a lot of reflections about that now at this phase in my life. Like, I think I'm different about how I engage. 
Yeah, so kind of taking a step back, I'm just curious, what do you think the purpose of friendship is? Uh, I think now I see them as um, mirrors. Like I think all relationships are and some are are for those reasons a season, you know, and, and to help you grow. Um, you can be the one listening. They could be the one listening. But I think it's part... Sometimes it's bonded out of just together. Um, I have found lots of friendships out of like work relationships initially. Um, my earliest friends though, they were my, the mantra our parents gave us was that the ones I didn't choose were my siblings. And I think I really appreciated, I had such a gap of six and eight years that when that gap felt less because we were older was really when I appreciated that. Like I felt close and I felt a connection, but I think I saw the friendship dynamic in you and Dave and I, I enjoyed a part of that later. Um, I would say were my cousins. I had lots of cousins born exactly the same age as same year as me and because we spent so much time more family wise I would say I had like school friends I had people I hung out with I had things I did with them as I got to like my teen years but my playing and curiosity and sleepovers and games together were my cousins yeah I think it impacts like defining for ourselves what we think friendship's purpose is will determine how we show up in them, right? And I will say as a child, I didn't really understand it because I'm like, well, I have a brother that just <laughs> likes to hang out with me all the time. So I just, it wasn't someone that I had to choose, right? And I didn't feel like he had to choose me. We just were lucky enough to be together all the time and like so much so that I even though I was two years older than Dave I would get so excited when someone thought we were twins and we would actually <laughs> like sometimes try to act like we were twins <laughs> so so to me friendship and family got really blurry because you know like oh this is someone I don't have to choose my friend my friend will just show up and I can be as goofy and ridiculous or as excited or not excited about something. And they're just going to stick around. And I became, I, I realized as I moved off into my college years, how self-centered I became, even though I was like introverted and quiet and not the, like I was kind of the wallflower and just the athlete that showed up to the games and did that. But I never really invested in other people because I didn't, it, because me and Dave were under the same roof, like investing in each other wasn't that hard. So having to pick up the phone, like when I went off to college, having to pick up the phone and call someone else and find out about their freshman year experience. I realized how much of a selfish person I became or was because I was like, Oh, I go home and the whole conversation, I'm bored if it's not about me. And that's a problem. <laughs> so like friendship is that mirror. And I think we need to invest though on both sides. It's not just reflecting yourself, but also engaging in 
shared experiences. So and and that's a, and it's quite, it's so interesting because my investing so much in the outside and in this needing some validation of myself in you know in the in the bonds in the share in the inside jokes and your in that what builds when people are sharing time there was so much energy in that that i think in these later years where like life gets in the way and it's you're not spending the record number of hours on the phone which i was also like remembering you mentioning to me like it's so funny that you're not really a phone person anymore in that way because you used to always be on the phone but i think i wore out all that energy really early <laughs> on in my life so i didn't like parse it out it was just like i went really hard and it was a lot of give and compromise and um understanding and patience and something funny enough it's something in my parenting journey and in all the extra giving you give there that I reevaluated and almost like hard stop on my outside giving. And I had to kind of check myself internally because those relationships meant a lot to me, but what I wanted, how I wanted to show up and how I wanted to be appreciated in them changed drastically after I became a mom. And all the things that I think I did outwardly wanted to be seen for the consideration it, it was almost like I was taking out on friendship because it wasn't even like one relationship on friendship what I felt I was getting drained from me in parenthood and it's like you <laughs> from always <laughs> yeah it's like um I'm there I'm nurturing I gotta stifle the frustration like the yell has to go in the pillow and like let me not traumatize my child. But then it's like, but you want me to do what? This is this is what's urgent, right? And it was, it, it, I had to kind of do a self-talk of like, about this. It, but it was a journey of like, I had given for so long that it was like, and I cannot give anymore <laughs> to anyone else. Um, because I really was invested in multiple circles that and interestingly a friend at some point was like you have your circles but they're all very divided so that also like almost like having multiple children right that it multiplies the amount of things you have to do and how you show up and what they need and how you tend to them um in my friendships that when it became this whole other project of like helping raise a person from like scratch. Uh, I didn't have, I didn't have that to offer and it helped me evaluate what it, what were the things that really made me feel like a, someone was my friend the way I was their friend. And, and that I needed it in phases because it was like, I'm not holding against you what you were at some other point, but right now I need to be the one you reach out to because I've reached for so long like and like I said I think I went hard at one point in my life so much so that I wore out that energy for it to be me and I and I really didn't explain that to anybody either it really was like a reevaluation for myself and it was like it's not anyone's fault I just that tank is kind of empty and I have to be able to dole it out 
in the way I can manage now. Yeah, I love that because it's like friendship is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you need, and you need, and if anyone has been to a marathon, you'll know that the runners are just, when they run amongst other runners and fans. And the fans are there sometimes holding out the and stuff to keep you going. So it is a time commitment. And I will say, and I think you say friendship is critical and a key aspect of life. Even though I supposed to get it, I don't know, my friends just rate me nicely. <laughs> so Grace, I'm still learning this friendship thing. Um, because it does change with seasons. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's an important one for us because unlike family, friends are chosen, right? You get mm -hmm. to choose that inner circle and it doesn't only have to be an inner circle. An their friend, every milestone in your life, but there are certain parts of their, your life that goes to you and you do life with them there and you show up for them and they show up for you. And it's an investment. So I, I do think Torn Tribe, it is something that's not only critical for us to have in our own lives as individuals, but it's something to foster for our children. So Meme, I'm curious, because I know you said as you've gotten older and because of your child, <laughs> you kind of hit the brakes on the outer friendships. Um, what are some ways that you're like fostering friendships in your child life? Well, all the people that didn't disown me when I became a hermit uh, have the benefit of a, like a new relate, like I'm introducing them to a new dynamic, right? And it's my family and it's so, and so interestingly, we have a really great, we haven't thought of a name for us. We have a number, 18, really special to us, but it is kind of the flow between us that's unique. I have a friend, um, Asunta, that I met, I wanna say like 2007, when I entered teaching and she was like a mentor teacher for me, but we soon became very close friends. And then I met her daughter and in and her daughter was in middle school, which we were teaching middle school at the time. And her daughter was in middle school at that time. And I saw her graduate middle school and head into high school. And then years later, here comes Sophie. And the funny thing in our number is that my friend is 18 years my senior. I am 18 years her daughter's senior. And her daughter's 18 years Sophie's senior, which is really weird. <laughs> and a really special number for their family. I'm pretty sure her anniversary was like on an 18th. Um, so we have our our quad um, gets together for brunch and goes to see movies and does activities together. And it's really interesting because if you see all of us, you're just like, who put these four together? Um, but it is family and it's fun and it's, this weird magical kind of like kiss meant thing, but it's been seeing like from the, from getting to know Zoe and then having Sophie and they're getting to know Sophie and 
my change as becoming a parent and like advice I would give as the younger friend to Zoe and that Zoe will probably give Soph one day and the reflections the Santa and I have and the fun and silliness and surprises that we do together, that's kind of where it shifted. So it um, goes from having my own personal relationships with my friends, but then seeing Sophie see me with my friends and then have her own dynamic and relationship with them, which I think is really cool because it's like her own network of people. And it really is like her own individual thing. Like I know similar to how Zoe and I can communicate on our own. Eventually when she is old enough, she will kind of pick and choose who she's texting and calling. And if she's in a city and someone's there visiting and who she might ask for advice or who she might tell, can you tell my mom something about herself? Cause she doesn't know how to deal with me phase or my decision or whatever. And she'll have that. So it's just interesting to see new phases of my friendship, but then her introduction to these people and creating her own. And hopefully these are good models of how she will celebrate with her friends and make memories and have bonds and hopefully not be too embarrassed of me to introduce me to her friends and let me have some relationships with the people in her life as well. Yeah, just make sure you don't do any uh, limiting moves. <laughs> But I think that's awesome. But that is definitely a way to help our kids understand exactly the seasons of friendships. If they're seeing it over a period of time and they're seeing people care for you and engage with you and see the exchange, that it's a two-way street. It's not just one way. Maybe for seasons, sometimes like one person's the one scheduling all the get-togethers and doing more of the reach out. But there's a balance. But I think it's important to teach our kids to choose their friends. Like not everybody has to be a friend. Not everybody has to be in the inner circle. And some friends will feel like family. And those lines will get blurred because they end up becoming that embedded in your life. Um, what are the boys kind of yeah, so about friendship for you? Yeah, it's it's interesting because... My oldest is very much like me where we struggle with friendship because we are very creative on our own and we get our energy from being alone. So we're introverted to an extent. Um, so being around people just takes a lot of energy and takes a lot of thought and effort and sometimes we shy away from that because we're like we don't have the extra energy to give or place to give so it's been hard to make friends the one thing that once we find a friend that understands our quirks they end up staying for a lifetime that's one thing that i've noticed with my friendships and even with is that whoever enters into that circle like we don't have a balance of inner circle versus out it's like once you made it in that's pretty much the inner circle because we don't have energy to maintain a wider range of friends and they stay for a lifetime and we don't have a problem like reaching out and staying in touch and understanding what's going on there and giving more um and then my other sons, like my middle, 
they're very charismatic. They remind me so much of me because they attract a crowd. Even with their smelliest days, everyone is buzzing around them. <laughs> like they, <laughs> they just attract people and people want to know what they're doing, what they like, where they're going. And they're not really conscious right now of how much influence they have over other people. But they're the ones that always get invited to everything. And they're the ones that are always inviting people over to their home. And like, for instance, and it doesn't matter your age, folks. It really does not matter your age because <laughs> according to them, there's a friend of ours that they think comes over every single Halloween. And full transparency toward and tribe, we don't celebrate Halloween, so we don't really do anything for Halloween. But according to them, this friend comes over every Halloween and hangs out with us and watches movies or does puzzles. And I'm like, I really don't remember this. And so we go to said friend and I tell him, I said, apparently my kids think you come over to my house every single Halloween. He's like, I don't think we've ever done that, but I'll come over this Halloween. <laughs> and so he came over dressed up in Star Trek gear <laughs> in his costume. And Phil had his Power Ranger and we hung out. But that's just how my middles are. They... They have an idea and they put themselves out there. So they're not really scared of accepting rejection. They're just freely themselves. And I don't know, Tor Tribe, what fostered that. That's just how they are. <laughs> their circuit. Yeah, they're, that's how their circuits are built. So what I do as a parent is I always make sure our house is neutral free zone where parents feel comfortable dropping their kids off like and that they feel welcomed when they're here and so I try to be a good hostess and feed kids when they're in my house <laughs> and let them run around and act crazy and take things off the shelves and my kids love it because they know it's only because of friends here that I'm letting you tear my house apart but I just want to foster safe fun joy inviting em environment for them and so typically when they do want to have friends over the answer is like yes you know i try to because our schedules are so jam-packed i try to make room to allow that to happen or if a friend invites them over i try really hard to say yes so that they can go and hang out with their friend because i just know they're social butterflies and then my youngest He's like an in-between. He, he's kind of like me and you in like a five-year-old body because he goes really hard at it and then he breaks really hard too and goes high <laughs> in his room. You know, he was the child. And one of the major things that we do um, every single year to foster friendship is our gingerbread house like event because every year I to ask the boys like, who are the friends that you want to invite over? And each year it gets bigger and bigger because there are kids that have been doing it with us for years. And then there's new friends that show up and we try to just open up our house to these families 
and just let the kids come and socialize, but also provide the environment for the adults to have fun with it too. And so that's kind of my one annual friendship bang <laughs> that I'm like, it, it, just trying to provide as much opportunity for them to hang out with folks. But you know, Phil, his first uh, gingerbread outing, he slept through the whole thing. So <laughs> that is Phil. But um, that's kind of how they are. They're all over the place. I see more of myself in my oldest. My middles, I don't know where they came from. And my youngest is exactly like my husband. Like he goes really hard and then breaks really hard. <laughs> so fun times. Yeah. Luckily, so Soph has very similarly to what I remember my childhood, like the cousins. And that is, that is going to be, I know her like, doesn't matter how much time goes by, doesn't matter how far we are from each other. Uh, we can just pick up and luckily they have the FaceTiming and I'm really excited that they're doing an online Spanish class together. So they have all, and then the age is like perfect. And that on our side of the family, she's the only girl. So, you know, she gets the added perk of being the spoiled princess. They are just so tender with her. And then my godson. Um, and then strangely enough, lots of my friends had children the exact same year. We could not have planned it <laughs> this way. Like if we had even an inkling of an idea, it wouldn't have come out so well, but I have a friend with twins and another um, that even if the boys are a little, both are, one's a little younger than so someone is older um, in the circle of like, other fate like other groups that I've been friends with just little children her age so like the calendar is full and she's another one tons of invitations to everything and some of these are not right now they're not specifically who she's chosen right it's not someone from school it's not someone she's met on her own but her dynamic with each is so distinctly different like what she enjoys doing who she feels like the big girl with and who she's the little one who's trying to keep up um but so many different personalities that I think I see the kindness and I see write this note and this special message and a birthday card, or I'm going to draw this picture for X is how she's expressing like what they mean to her. And, um, and she sees it as like lots of celebrations. So there's always like a thing. And it's like, we're doing the fall thing or we're doing the birthday thing or we're doing our annual uh, uh, B-Day extravaganza in the summer or we go to the fair together. Um, and so quality time, moments, sleepovers, vacations um, where she gets to bond in these relationships that she's having. So some family, some friends that are like family. Um, so, but it's interesting to see the parts of her personality that come out and then how they learn from each other. Cause that's what I find the most exciting as an adult um, in friendships is you have your interests, I have my own, but there's something about our personality that we work well together, but we can learn from each other. So while she's like the singer, theatrics, they might be very athletic and, they might like building things and that they do those activities together. Um, it's really beautiful to see how they from very early on can just teach each other so much. Yeah. And I was going to say to close out this segment, 
Um, if you had to give advice on good places to pick up friends, because I know this was a major question of mine being that I'm not a native from Charlotte, North Carolina. And a lot of my friends that have been around and have kids my age don't live in Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, and most of the friends that I have here don't have kids <laughs> around my kids' age. Where would you say, Beam, were great places for kids to find friends? So, interestingly, I don't think we've acquired any long-standing friendships outside of the family friend connection um but phases right like in daycare um either birthday parties which allowed you to like spend time maybe with the parents that you didn't see as well so it's like who they're in school with if you go to a regular program of the library or a music or um something in the neighborhood start seeing familiar faces but interestingly i think in New York, people are kind of reserved and in their own bubble. So, yeah, we like we don't <laughs> do a good time of like we don't do a good job of making friends unless it's been ongoing contact, right? Like we go to we're in the same grade together, we go to dance class together, we go to you know we're picking up at uh, daycare or after school together. Um, but I would say. Sometimes it's like your friends' friends because I have a lot of educator friends. And so sometimes in those circles, you're meeting other couples and they're friendly. And then because you want adult conversation, you put your kids together and then they end up either having to be friends or liking being friends. <laughs> so, um, sometimes I think it happens more organically that way. Yeah. I would say for our family, the library was a great spot to meet friends. I don't know, mm -hmm. like we made so many friends at the library because they were just in the same stage of life and had found that they had common interests. Um, and so that led us, and because we were at our local library, you're like, oh, you probably live around here. So let's mm -hmm. do a play date at the park. And then eventually that play date ends up at your house. So um, it, I, I would just say, like, wherever you are, it's an easy place to make a friend, whether it's the library and once they're in school, like their classmates. Um, and I know it could be overwhelming touring tribe when you have your child in a class of like, say, Sam's Montessori school class was like 32 kids. So literally, you had a birthday party to go to every single Saturday. Um and it's tough to commit to that, but I would say try more times than not to say yes and show up because you'd be surprised the friendships that form in those environments. And so there are certain structured events that your school puts on, their school puts on, or even their sports teams um, that help foster friendship. Because I know on a lot of my boys, like athletic teams, some of the parents like to try to get the kids together after practice or before a big match. Um, and those are just great ways for them to find a friend because they don't really get time to get to know each other sitting in a classroom or playing the sport because they're constantly having to pay attention and listen to a teacher or a coach. Um, so when you can, 
like take advantage of those moments. Um, and then another huge place for us has been church. Like they see babies born in the church congregation. You stick around long enough, you'll see the full life cycle. And it's a great place for them to meet other kids their age. And if your church has like Sunday school for children, then they're actually getting to hang out with kids around their age. Um, but I just think it's important that one, we foster it and we recognize how much of an impact we have on helping our kids understand friendship and its dynamics. So Torn Tribe, you know, send us your tips about friendships. And if you have any questions or any other pieces of friendship that you would love to hear me and memes talk about. And now for our men segment. And this is the part of the show, folks, where we tell you what we're doing to keep it all together or a thing that we did that helped us keep it all together. And now for our men's segment where we share a highlight from the week. So what's your men's name? Oh, you want to hear mine first? first. Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) Let's see. What's mending me? Basketball. My good old passion. I love (laughs) basketball. But I will say this. This time around, Torn Tribe, again, I find myself coaching middle school boys basketball um, after a hiatus of seven years, uh, a Zeke lifetime. So, but this time around, I must, I'm going to say it myself. And don't take it as prideful. It's just an observation. I'm a lot mature as a coach this time around. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, and I am, that maturity is mending me. Like, Mm. I'm using the whistle. (laughs) And that's it, you know? Like, I blow that whistle and I'm getting good responses. And I'm not taking it personal. And, um... I'm really not uh, focused on the win. I'm actually mm. more focused on the player's character. Plants uh, and seeds. I love it. Yeah. So I got to say that that maturity is mending me. I love How about that. you? So as often as the case, you go profound and I go super silly. <laughs> I'm watching... A reality show called De Viaje con los Derbez. And it is based on Eugenio Derbez's family taking these family trips together. And my grandma has to be in heaven. Abuela has to be in heaven laughing with me because it is ridiculous. <laughs> in all the best ways, reality TV because it is not any cattiness it's you know no no offense but it's not a catty competition I have this I'm flossing about that none of that it is genuinely like family shenanigans like how much attention does my father give me he has three he has four three grown children one six-year-old five on one trip and six on the other trip uh she turned six on the second trip but it's 
everything I love about Spanish is their phrases, their silliness about like, you've got to be kidding me. I have to share a room with my sibling on this trip because I came without a kid and a husband or, it's who, you know, very, very graphic who pooped in the camper and now it smells awful. It's how daring are we going to be when we brought a nine month old and a five year old on the trip? Like, why is there NASCAR racing? Um, the camels were fine. The hot air balloon was fine. What was the other one? There was like windsurfing, like all these daring things with really young children on the trip. And so it's like the really clueless grandpa who still wants to like run around with the kids, but his grandkids are there and they're really little. But it's their dynamic with each other. It's their their stress with themselves their reflections but it's the phrases and they're Mexican so it's not even like Puerto Rican or Panamanian slang or phrases but it's just so funny and the comments in the it's like the real world where the comments in the confessional are always the judgments of like what was she thinking when she suggested we do a cooking class like this is the most boring day ever or did they really go out together and you know the stepmom with two old the two older boys that men um went and got a tattoo and the grandpa couldn't oh, believe gosh. that his wife got the tattoo. <laughs> it's just hilarious but it's definitely giving good vibes and all the redeeming things of crazy family trips which you know that's right up our alley and um just laugh out loud silliness and sibling dynamics and um dares and pranks and it's just really funny and it makes me think of abuela a lot she would definitely appreciate she's watching with me she appreciates the humor that's hilarious a sweet friendship refreshes the soul so does (laughs) laughter people so does laughter yes Thanks for joining with us and Torn Tribe, stay connected, meme. Tell our folks how to stay plugged in. Yeah, we'd like to hear your men. Tell us about your friendships and how, where you make your friends. And we can, you can reach us at tornmlb at gmail.com. And we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at tornmlb. Thanks for joining. Choose grace. When you feel torn, choose Choose grace. grace.